Father, as we watch this little uh, video, God, I pray that you would prepare our hearts for what time it is. Father, I pray for a real Holy Spirit hush, a real weightiness of the hour in which we're in, that you would prepare our hearts for action, that you would prepare our hearts for action. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and forceful men and women lay hold of it. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody really care? <laughs> oh, share. You need to turn back time, baby. <laughs> One of the songs I had in there originally was Cindy Lauper's song. Uh, what's that song she sings? Time after time. There was a bunch we could have put in there, but it is really time. Can everybody just say with me, it's time? time. Say it's time for me. Time. Say it's time for me. I realize today is graduation and we need to get out here at a, at a reasonable time. And I will get you out of here at a reasonable time. And yes, we have an agenda because there is graduation. And yes, you are, there are many parents who will rush out of here because we have about 10 graduates that will be going to graduate. And it's even their time for a different season of their life. Teenagers, it's a different time for you today. It's a different season and time for all of us. Can I have an amen? amen. You know, last week I shared a message and we started this thing because we're in this, this theme of, of our mission statement about living holy. And uh, it really is time to live holy in this generation. And every one of us struggle in certain aspects of our life where we don't walk in holiness. There is no one exempt in this room. And in every one of us, last week I tried to um, help us with the Holy Spirit's help to begin to talk about it is time to hear God's voice and to obey Him. And I am plowing tough ground when we talk about holiness and living right before our king. Can I have an amen on that? Yeah. I have tough 
soil in my own heart when it comes to obeying God. And there's some tough soil that is rocky ground that has been land that has been untouched by the Spirit of God. And the conviction of God's Spirit, because we have allowed our conscience to become hard in places of our life, the soil of our hearts have gotten hard in certain places. And I believe I am coming in with the word of the Lord for us. And there is this spade that the Spirit of God is implanting in the hardness of our ground to flip over the furrow of the soul of our hearts. To begin to penetrate the hardness of our hearts that 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 soil can be lifted over so that that soil can become loose and pliable and ready for our King. To give us the power to overcome strongholds and to break off bondages and to bring freedom to places of our hearts that have become hard. Can I have an amen on that? And I'm asking that the Spirit of God and His power would come and bring such a spirit of repentance and brokenness of how hard we have become in certain aspects of our life. In my own life and in your life as well. Because we need it and it is tough. Say with me again, it is my time. It is time for my heart. And so last week, sorry, I'm a crier, but that's okay. I want to show a scripture. If you have your Bibles, Matthew 6.10, they're going to advance the PowerPoint for me. But in the scriptures, Jesus taught us how to pray. Can I have an amen on that? And these are Jesus' words. And you realize he spoke in red? <laughs> if you look in your Bible in Matthew 6, 10, it's in red, li- red letters. And also Jesus spoke in King James, right? <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done. No. A little humor. But Jesus taught us to pray. When the disciples asked, he said, this is how you should pray. And this is one of the phrases within the prayer that Jesus prayed. And this is going to be the context, and this is where we're going to go. I'm going to launch with this scripture, then I'm going to talk about some things, and we'll come back to this. But everybody say with me, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many times do we pray that in this service? All the time. How many times do we say that that's what we're shooting for? That God would manifest his kingdom right here. That God would manifest the supernatural power and presence of God here. 
And last week, my goal was to help you hear from God on what was the one area God is speaking to you that it's time to listen and obey. But where I felt like the Lord did with me last week, as I heard many testimonies and many thoughts, is I've got to almost back up as we're talking about it's time because this scripture has got to be the very foundation of your belief system. If you're going to live in holiness, if you're going to walk in uprightness, if you're going to do things God's way and not your own, that has to be your prayer. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're in a serious time with the Lord. We are in a now time. Prophetically, God has been speaking and saying that we are in a decision-making time as a church, a decision-making time as a people. Over and over, we've been hearing prophetic words. I'd rather be in the, in, in the fire in obedience to God than in the belly of the well in my disobedience. You've been hearing time is of the essence. It's game time. It's crunch time. It's time to poop or get off the pot. <laughs> oh, for those that offend you, I'm so sorry, but it is time to poop. <laughs> it's time to get rid of some waste. <laughs> May the Spirit move you. <laughs> Thank you for a good moving of the Spirit. It's time for action, is what that phrase means. It's time to move. You can take a horse to water, but you can't. But it's time to drink. It's time to drink. It's time to move and allow the Spirit of God to do what He wants to do in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our actions, in our homes. And I really appreciated those of you who emailed me or texted me this week with how God is dealing with you. It really helped me and encouraged me. There were three specific testimonies that I heard this week that really helped me go, Oh, God, there is hope for the horse. It will drink. <laughs> there were several people that took my message last week seriously, and they took action this week, and I was so jacked. They got off their rear ends, they quit talking about the problem, and they took serious the action to obey God in a specific area of their life, and I want to say thank you, thank you, Thank you for getting serious and taking action. You blessed me. And I want to say, don't stop. Amen? Let's not stop. And I'm sure there were some of you that didn't respond to me, but you did take action. And, but I also feel a real weightiness that some people had no clue what God was dealing with their hearts on. People were 
probably in a different place on what is it that God's, I'm supposed to hear God's voice on and I'm supposed to begin to walk out in obedience. And here's where I was going to go yet last week a little bit, and I'm going to just say this from, from the scriptures, is please hear me when I say this, because God disciplines those he loves. And because I'm a son, and because you're a son and a daughter, God allows discipline to come to our lives, to get our attention. And th- to be honest with you, if you don't know the area God is wanting you to be obedient in, there's one really quick way to figure it out. Do you know what that is? Sure for sure. Well, there's two ways. If you really want to be sure that you're sure that you're sure of the area. Number one, endure hardship as discipline. Where is the trial in your life right now? Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your relationships? What is going on? What trial are you going through? And that trial is the smoke that leads to the fire. So if you can't pay your bills, there's a problem in Houston. And there's a revelation of obedience in your finances that God is wanting you to get. If your marriage is all jacked up, there might be pride in your house. There might be stubbornness in your house. Follow your nose. The trial will lead you to what God's trying to bring to you. The second thing, and these are both free, by the way. They're in my notes. The second way to find out what it is, is ask somebody. Ask a spiritual leader. Ask somebody that's further down the road, what do you see that God's trying to deal with my heart? Uh, are you setting me up for trouble here? <laughs> Is this a trick question? Just ask people that love you. I ask my wife, and my son tells me willingly, What area of my life I need to be dealing with? Do I have a witness? Those are free. But here's what I want to say. Let's look at this scripture in Ephesians 4. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And, and And he's given us an antidote. He's talking about what will grieve him. What grieves him is if you don't get rid of all the bitterness, rage, and anger, the brawling, the slander, and along with every form of malice. He's talking about the things inside of your heart. If you don't get rid of that stuff, you're going to grieve me. But be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And here's what I know. The grieving, the quenching of the Holy Ghost... That always happens when we sin against God. And we follow our worldly desires over following the desires of God. We quench. We resist the Holy Ghost of God. When we sin, when we do not go in the direction that God wants us to go. 
How many want to quench the Holy Ghost? Hope your hands don't rise up. I don't want to quench the Spirit of God. You know what that tells you? That tells you that the Holy Spirit of God is an emotional God. That He has feelings. And that those feelings can be hurt. That those feelings can actually, he has a relationship and wants a relationship with us. And when I don't yield to the will of the Holy Spirit, the will of God, I literally can hurt his heart. I've hurt his heart many times. Anybody else? I want to re- us to realize that God is relational. God is here. God loves us and he wants our love and our devotion. So don't respect, don't respect, don't resist the Holy Spirit. Do not resist the will of Holy Spirit. Now, as I go back, I'm not going to go back to that scripture, but I want to establish something about the will of God and the will of man today. I don't have a lot because I know we have limited time today. And we're going to have more teaching and more preaching on this. But I know that I'm amongst a bunch of people because prophetically there has been a declaration that has been made to get ready, get ready, get ready. There has been a prophetic declaration that was made 22 years ago that I'm going to start a new work. And it's going to be like a youth movement. There's going to be, it's like there's all these youth and there's going to be enough older people to stabilize the work. But there's going to be this groundswell. There's going to be this tsunami. And I'm going to change the spiritual landscape of this city through a people who will rise up and who will obey me and who will follow after my heart, says the Lord. This will be a place of worship, worship. Worship. So there's a people who are ready. There's a remnant who want to take serious the hour and say it is time. And so I don't want to concentrate on what we're doing wrong. I want to concentrate on what we need to do and to be. Amen? And so God's going to help us. So what is... When we say, we, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we become Christians, when we say yes to Christ, what we're saying yes to is his way. And so once we say yes and once we surrender to him, then the fight begins. The fight between your will and the will of God. Now, do you know what the word will means? The word will means the power of control. The power of control that the mind has over its own actions. So your will is the power of your mind to control your own actions. The power to choose one's own actions. You have that power. That that is why God has given you free will. 
Because if he did not give you the power to choose him and to choose his way, it would not be love. It would be much like if I told my wife, you're marrying me and you're going to love me. Like it or not, you got to love me. What love is there in control? That's why I never try to control anyone. There is no love in control. I've got to work where your will is, will is, and I've got to encourage you to yield your will to the will of God and to discover what his will is and help you get there. But there is power in your will. And buddy, each one of us in this room we have an insatiable will to have what we want when we want it, and we want it now. And buddy, if you don't think that's true, come along with me and live with me a day, and you'll say, whoa, 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 he's got some things he wants to do too. And if I followed you, I'd go, ooh, dear goodness. That sister's got a will of her own. That girl, man, she is stubborn. She wants what she wants. The will is a powerful thing. And so my question that I'm going to ask you today is do you really want the will of God? Ask yourself, do I want the will of God? Because when I'm talking about it's time for a certain area of your life, see, you don't struggle in every area of your life. There are parts of your life that are surrendered to the will and the lordship of Jesus Christ. But I'm asking for one area. I'm asking for one place where the Spirit of God is saying, it is time, it is time, it is time to obey me. To find what my will is and to move in it. If you're going to keep coming up to the wall and boom and boom and hitting your head against the wall time after time, week after week, you're going to get a headache. Let's look at Jesus' example, can we? Would you guys like to see Jesus' example? I have about four scriptures here about Jesus' example. Because I love following that dude. Does anybody else love following that guy? He is amazing. He is the king of glory. He's the alpha, the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the lover of my soul. He's my friend. And this is what he said. He said, again, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he says in John 6, 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus, I love your ways. John 4, 34, Jesus said to them, My food, what I love to eat, what the food that I love to consume, is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. John 5.30, Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own initiative. I can do nothing on my own will. I can do nothing on my own choices. As I hear, Papa, I judge. 
And my judgment is just. It's true. It's perfect. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Oh, I love that. I can't take my own initiative. And I'm still discovering how to surrender my will to the will of the Father. And I declare a breaking up of hard ground in our hearts. I declare prophetically that the soil will be broken up in the hard places of my heart and yours in Jesus' name. I declare a breaking up of hollow, foul ground in Jesus' name. And I declare a softening of the hearts of God's people. I prophesy to the hearts of God's people, awake in Jesus' name. It is time in Jesus' name. For the Lord says it's time. It's time. Eric, it's time. The very first song on that video I showed at the very beginning. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? We care, God. We care about your time. We care about your kingdom. We care about what you want. We care about your way, not my way. Don't we? Don't we? Oh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. My spirit says, yes, but my flesh says there's something else going on the inside of me that don't want the will of God. Paul talks about it in Romans 7. I don't do the very thing that I want to do, but I keep doing the very thing I don't want to do. Must I say there's a war inside of me? Who will rescue me from this body of death? Oh, but thanks be to God, for Jesus Christ will be the one who rescues me from this body of death. He will be the one who gives me the supernatural power to overcome my weakness. For when I am weak, he is strong. But it's time for the body of Christ to submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ. There's way too many Christians, way too many Christians who want Jesus as Savior. But this Lord stuff, get somebody else. Making him Lord, what are you talking about? I want to do it my way. The time has come. I did it my way. Was that Frank Sinatra? Rest in peace. Hope it got you what you wanted. Because my way sends me to hell. My way sends me to destruction. My way sends me to trouble. Do I have anybody out there that's went that way? Yeah. Rode that horse many, one too many times? So I asked you, do you really want God's will or your own? And so my question is, is am I truly seeking God's kingdom first? Sobering thought. You know, am I really wanting the kingdom of heaven. If I'm a joint heir in the kingdom of heaven, then I must want 
what the, the kingdom of heaven has. If I'm a joint heir with Christ, then I must want what the joint heir has. And I know <laughs> it has to become our highest priority, and I know often we think it is, but often it's not. Correct? Only you and God know your motives. But today, instead of assuming that we are doing it right, let's, let's assume that God may have a higher plane or a higher way than I have. I may not just have it all figured out. I may not just be as far along as I thought I was in that area of my life. Whatever that area of your life that God's dealing with you. Now, I'm going to give you some examples. When we talk about do you want God's will, I'm not going to pick any on anybody but myself. Because I said to you, I have a will that is ferocious. And this week, I was going to do something really righteous. I was going to go out to the park with my Bible. I was going to sit before the Lord in the shade and the breeze, and I was going to go talk to him, and I did. But on the way, something called my name. <laughs> Eric, you need me. The spirit of lust began to call my name. Eric, you love White Castle crinkle cut fries. <laughs> Go get a sack of fries and sit before your Lord and your King <laughs> and eat crinkle cut fries <laughs> and enjoy God's presence. So I'm heading down three from my house. White Castle's calling my name. <laughs> Do not resist the Holy Spirit of God. White Castle's calling my name. Do not resist the Spirit of God. Got to 300 south, and I turned left. You say, oh, yeah, good job, Eric. That's just fridge fries. Man, I'm dealing with drugs. I'm dealing with alcohol. I'm dealing with a broken relationship, or I'm dealing with this. Dude, it's just as strong in me as yours is. Because them crickle cruts, man, if you get them nice and crispy, they slide down really well. Do I have a witness? But as soon as I eat them, I gain five pounds. And I feel miserable. And I think, gosh, that didn't taste that good anyway. So a little later in the week, I have to go to Indianapolis. And I have to get measured for a suit that I'm going to get into. And I had to get, yeah, you know what it is. And I was on my way home. And there was a particular catastrophe that somebody was dealing with while I was on the phone and I pull into Greenfield exit on the way home because it's already past noon Lord have mercy you got to eat right
right? I mean, we justify our sin, don't we? I mean, a man's got to eat. <laughs> you can tell I haven't missed any meals lately. I'm working on it. I'm being obedient. Culver's is calling by name. Culver's is calling my name. I turn into Culver's. I'm looking at that menu. Man, look at that double with bacon and cheese. <laughs> Woo! Man, that'll make you do a curly shuffle. <laughs> Can I help you, sir? Yeah, I'm having a I'm having a schizophrenic attack. No, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> I say, ma'am, can you give me a minute? Sure, take your time. Burger, grilled chicken, burger, grilled chicken, burger, grilled chicken. Get out of me in Jesus' name. I start to manifest that demon, and I cast him out. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Give me a grilled chicken, please. Okay. <laughs> Have to take half the bun off. Those stupid buns are about that thick. On my way home, grilled chicken is for me in Jesus' name. Glory, hallelujah, chicken's for me. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. I will come rejoicing. Bringing in grilled chicken. Yeah, you laugh. But every one of us have a demon inside of us. Every one of us have a will that's insatiable. And it wants what it wants, and it wants it now. We're not going to wait, and we want it now. And that's called your flesh. That's called a monster of your flesh. And the Bible says that we must crucify it. We must kill it. You have not resisted to the point of shedding blood is what the Word of God says. And we make fun, and it's obvious what my problem is. But I'm warring, and I've got sons and a daughter and a wife who's helping me. And they see me struggling with my they see me get angry. They see me wanting an extra dump of whatever it is. And sometimes I win and sometimes I don't. But I don't know what yours is. Yours may not be White Castle fries. But what I found is food, finances, time. Food, finances, and time. Food, finances, and time are a big one. And so many people, I mean, I literally know people. I mean, my father, he struggles with it terribly. He has sugar diabetes. And I mean, literally, I heard out of his mouth this week, ah, I'm going to get some ice cream. I'll, I'll adjust the, the insulin later to get the desired result. Why? His flesh. And my dad's not heavy like me. He's pretty, pretty, pretty trim. It's amazing. 
guess I got it from my mama's side. <laughs> Abe, I'm so glad you didn't get my side. No, you did. You got the Heavenly Father's side. And you're an obedient son in Jesus' name. And so I don't know. I don't know. Relationships are another one. Food, finances, relationships, time. You know, we can adjust our food and our health. Our health may be an issue right now, and it's probably tied to your food. But it's because we don't want to obey God in our food that our health is where it's at. But we want to come up to the altar team and pray for healing, pray for healing. And sometimes God is saying, obey me. Obey me. Obey me. Sometimes the grace of God is there, and he does a supernatural thing, and he heals you. And we believe that. We believe in the supernatural power of God. But sometimes God is actually asking us to obey. I was praying for Gary Tower because he's struggling. And the scripture that came up to my health, my body, or my, in, my, in the scripture in my, in my heart was, again, this thing of fear the Lord, shun evil, and it will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. His bones need touched. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Eric Morgan did a great job of talking about the fear of God. And this is more about the fear of God, and I'm talking about it in a different way. But it's still the fear of God. Do I want the will of God? You've got to ask yourself that. Or do I want my selfish desires? Let's look at James chapter 4, verse 3, and we'll wind this thing down. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may squander it on your own pleasures or your own will. Many times God does not answer your prayer because your prayer is actually manipulation. Your prayer is actually to get something for you rather than to get something for him. It's about my will be done, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven versus thy kingdom come and thy reign shall fall. <laughs> James chapter, or not James, but Romans 12. We love this and we preach it all the time. Romans 12, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that takes place through the transforming of my mind, by the renewing of my mind. And here's where I'm going to go, and I'm going to land this plane fast. See, when we get born again, the part of you that gets born again, when Abraham Ayler said, I accept Jesus, his spirit man came alive. His, he, he's a new man now. But there are three parts to this young man. There are three parts to Alex. There are three parts to Sean. And that is what? Our spirit, our soul, and our body. Our spirit is what comes alive. My body is just my outward tent. It houses all of that good stuff. But my soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. And you know what it is about your mind and will and emotions? They're jacked. And they're just as jacked when you get saved as they are when you weren't saved. 
Your mind is still jacked, your will is jacked, and your emotions are jacked. And those get restored, those get renewed, those get set free when we submit to the word of God and yielding our lives to Christ. And we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and we find out what pleases God. And as I find out what pleases God, and I find out, wow, you do this in finances, you do this in relationships, you do this with people's time, and you do this, and this is what your requirements, and this is what you want, this is your will, this is how your will does it, but my will wants to do it this way, but your will wants to do it this way. I get in the drive-up and I go, fries, chicken, fries, chicken. (laughs) And I have to make a choice in the battle. I have to make a choice of self-control and say, not my way, but your way be done. I will not conform to the pattern of this world. I will not spend money the way the world does. I will not use my time the way the world does. I will not do it like the world does it. I will do it like my king and my Lord does it. Oh, blessed be the name of God. And when I submit... All of a sudden, when I take a step through the threshold of obedience, I begin to have this accompanying power. I begin to get this accompanying spirit of God to help me in my weakness. And Holy Ghost comes and he begins to empower me to make difficult things easier, not easy. Because I tell you what, we're addicted to easy. And easy, many people are, they are, they are, they are misinterpreting the peace of God because it's easy and it's really not the peace of God at all. It's the ease of my flesh that I have peace with. It's the ease of my flesh. Oh, I don't need to work back there. Help care and Lord God, that's not, I don't have peace about that. I just don't have peace about that, man. Those hooligans, uh, you know. Uh, bounce house, I can't work back there. I, I just don't have the peace of the Lord. I, I, I just, get off, your, get off yourself. Now, that's not to condemn anyone. We follow something that's of our own nature. Our own flesh is what feels good. But we're going to change that. Can I have a witness? So the will, the power to choose one's own actions needs to be submitted. So the power to choose your own action, the the power to choose your own action and what you want to do, guess what they call that? Sin. To follow your own way of doing things is sin. If a man knows the right way he should go and doesn't do it, it is sin. And if we're going to live holy lives, all I wanted to do today was to declare we must want and desire and passionately pursue the will of God. And I'm going to talk about later how we do that and where do we go because you never conquer the flesh with the flesh. You never conquer the flesh with hard work. You never conquer the flesh by gritting your teeth. But you conquer it through submitting to the Holy One. You conquer it, and we're going to get there, by being in His presence. By gazing upon someone 
that is not yourself. It's about beholding someone that's a whole lot better looking than you. And we're going to get into that later. But we're going to break some things off. If you will stand with me, and I will get you out of here shortly. I don't know about you, but I hope the Spirit of God is slapping you around a little bit. Because we're going to make some declarations here shortly. And we're going to listen to a song. But I feel like we need to repent and confess some things to God right now. Does anybody bear witness with that? The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, it says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, here's what I believe we need to confess before the Lord. I think we need to confess that we've been in the driver's seat. I think we need to confess that we've wanted our way over God's way. I think we need to confess that we have wanted things for our own kingdom rather than the kingdom of God. Does anybody bear witness with that? Would you be willing to confess and to repent and to turn from making your will more important than God's? Are you one of those chosen ones? Are you one of those who are going to follow after God? Are you one of those ones who are going to turn this city upside down for Jesus Christ? Then we must say, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in my heart. I'm not talking about my neighbor's heart. Holy Spirit, come. What is the Spirit of God dealing with your heart right now? What do you need to lay down? What is he trying to break your heart? What is he trying to convict you of? The soil of your heart needs softened right now. I declare a softening right now in Jesus' name. I prophesy. God spoke through Eric that there's going to be supernatural things take place in the preaching of the word. There are supernatural things taking place right now in Jesus' name. There is a supernatural softening of hearts in Jesus' name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Say it with me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want your way, God. And now, God, we confess. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for making it about me. sorrow rise up. Oh God, let godly sorrow rise up. May a spirit of repentance flood through our hearts. May we be grieved that we've grieved you. That we've resisted you in areas of our life. God, forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive me for wanting food. for wanting what I want above what you want. God, I'm sorry. Oh, God, forgive us. But Father, I thank you that as we confess our sin to you, 
You are the faithful one. You are the righteous one. And you are faithful and just to forgive us from all unrighteousness. As we've taken communion today, as we've surrendered to the blood of Jesus and the body, the bread that represents your body, we examine our hearts and say, God, what is it that you're wanting to deal with us on? In Jesus' name. Lord, I release forgiveness to the body of Christ right now. Your word says, if you forgive men, they shall be forgiven by my Father. So, Father, I, I forgive the body of Christ for being selfish. I forgive all of us for being selfish in Jesus' name. We forgive ourselves for putting ourselves first in Jesus' name. And we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now here, with everybody's eyes closed, we're going to make some declarations of who we are. We're going to make declarations of where we're going. You guys ready for this? And I want you to say it with everything that's inside of you. I want you to believe this. I want you to make this declaration. Alger's going to email this declaration to you. Say it every day. Get up, make this declaration, and make the declaration over you and your life. You ready? I declare that I am a lover of God. I love your ways, and I love your will. And I surrender my will to your way, God. I run to godly wisdom. I run to godly understanding. I seek and find what pleases my God. I immediately obey godly instruction. My heart is open to knowledge. My ears are attentive. To God's laws and commands. I will fulfill my destiny. I will fulfill my destiny. I will fulfill my destiny. Sin will not overtake me. Sin will not overtake me. Sin will not overtake me. I am dead to sin. And I live supernaturally. God is on my side. God is on my side. Therefore, I declare I cannot be discouraged. I cannot be defeated. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I have insight. I have wisdom. I have ideas and divine strategies. I obey and follow God's will. I obey and follow God's will. I love God's way. I love God's way. In Jesus' name. Now, guys, put the song on. If you will, just get quiet before the Lord. This song, would you seal that declaration in your heart with this song? Crank it. <laughs>